That's right. Cody Epps joining me. It's the Student Manager Podcast. It's Fonger News. I got my guy from Provo. It's a Saturday. Normally, Cody, like it's game day. You're getting ready, but you just came off a 38-26 victory Thursday night against Utah State. And that wasn't easy. I mean, you guys started out really slow and your running game wasn't there, but you guys eked it out 38-26. You're 4-1, getting ready to head out to Vegas to play Notre Dame uh, this weekend. But you have today off. So what is it like having a day off on a Saturday? It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty chill. You wake up, like I had to go to treatment this morning just to make sure my body is all good and I'm taken care of. But um, for the most part, we just get to sit back, watch football and then dive into the film that we need to watch for Notre Dame going into this week. We get a jump start and a head start on like the stuff that we need to key in on and start, start getting in our minds ready. So, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Cause like we played on Thursday and everybody's playing today. So we just get to watch. Yeah. And then on Friday, so did you have the day off Friday or did you have to like go watch film from the game, get ready and then take this weekend off? How was that yesterday? So yeah, yeah. yesterday, Friday, we just had meetings and a lift. We just did like a quick twitch lift to get our butt, to get the lactic acid out of our muscles. And then we watched the film from the game and, and corrected a lot of stuff. And just we, we always do like champions, winners and all that type of stuff, just congratulating the guys on what they did during the game and all that type of stuff. So it was, it was pretty chill and cool. Well, you're four and one. You're headed to Vegas. What's the scouting report on Notre Dame? So we actually haven't even – our coaches have, but the players, we haven't got a chance to dive into their personnel and all that type of stuff. But I will say for sure, like, they've lost a couple games, I think, or probably one game. But these dudes are pretty good. Like, they're these dudes are legit. Like, they're coming out they, – these guys are some dogs. They have a, a good secondary group, good linebacker core, good front seven. They have athletes on the outside at, on, on offense – some good quarterbacks to play with, a good run game. So this is going to be a game, bro. It's going to be a real good game. And I'm glad you joined us. We've been trying to get you on the podcast. You're a class of 20, modern-day graduate, yes. played on the great modern-day football teams. You were 14-1 and your junior year, won the state championship, 12-1 and your senior year. And then COVID hits. You graduate with Julia. I still remember the parking lot graduation when you took a picture <laughs> with her. You headed off to BYU. Yeah. What made you, and by the way, you are the first uh, student on uh, guest, uh, the student manager from BYU. Why did you pick BYU? So there's a lot of different reasons why I picked BYU, but I would match it just to why I picked modern day. I picked BYU because the alumni, this the school scholastically is bar none, like, like, the program that I just got into, the business program is just like elite. And modern day is the same way. Like it's an elite school when it comes to getting in the classroom, the work that you're putting in, all that type of stuff. And then football, like we're playing against the top teams across the country in high school and in college. Like our schedule is so like, think about it, dude. We we started off the year with Baylor. We play Notre Dame. And then the next week after that, we have Arkansas. Like that's, that's some stuff you can't like mimic. Those t- type of things can't be really mimicked, you know? So I think those are a couple reasons why I really was like, okay, this is this is a similar scenario that I've been through. So let let's let's stick this out and see what's going to come from it. And what I like is now you're a junior, you're getting significant playing time, you're leading the team in receptions with 21, and you mm-hmm. have three touchdowns, caught one against Utah State on Thursday night. But you took your time, and I've seen 
You just work hard. Your social media, you're always in the weight room. You're always working. And that work ethic, I mean, where did you learn that work ethic from and just sticking it out and now where you are today? It really started with my dad. From a very young age, my dad's been training me to be a receiver. Like, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, like, watching, like, the King Richard movie. You know King Richard with Serena Williams in them? Like, that was, that's literally my dad. Like, my dad's been training me to be a professional receiver since I was the age of probably four. I've been doing cone drills, ball catching drills with tennis balls my whole life. So I think it's really come from him and stemmed from the work ethic that I've learned from him and what he's instilled in me from a young age. And now I'm just, like, doing the things that I know how to do on my own time and staying in the weight room so I'm strong enough and I'm fit enough to, to go play at a high level. And you come from a high-level program. I mean, modern day is like a low-mid-major college with some of the studs yeah. and some of the boys, the dogs that are coming out of there. And and you've had – this is a great question. I've always wanted to know. You had JT Daniels and you had Bryce Young. You have the Heisman Trophy – a quarterback at modern day and you had JT Daniels who's gone through um you know some injuries but he originally started at USC then Georgia now at West Virginia and both of them could be playing on Sundays so what yeah. was that like in high school playing or running routes and you have JT Daniels throwing to you and Bryce Young throwing to you I think the biggest thing was more about the intellectual side of the game that I got to learn from those guys. Like when you're playing with some dudes that are number one in the country at their position, at the quarterback position where they have to know what everybody else is doing on the field. It's kind of a, it's kind of a humbling um, experience to understand. Okay. It's a lot that I need to learn about the game to get on the level that these dudes are on, to be able to be in the right spots to catch the balls from these dudes that they're throwing down the field. So I think it's the intellect part. And watching film and being able to dive into their brains on what they're seeing and how they're how they're preparing for game day and all that type of stuff, those were the biggest things. And I really appreciate those two dudes for like being with me and growing with me through through like the mindset of how football works and all that type of stuff. What's the biggest thing you learned from Coach Rollo? Toughness, like toughness at all time. Like it gets no tougher than that dude. Like. His pregame speeches, his just his motivation that he gives you, it gives me chills. Like, you know, some of those games, dude, we come out, it's like I could run through a brick wall. I could I could go fight a hundred men with one sword right now, like and not care because I, I got this dude behind me, you know. So I think the biggest thing that I take from him is just the mental toughness, the physical toughness to keep going and persevering through anything. What's the biggest memory that you'll you'll take away from modern day? Dude, that's crazy. I've I, I've never I haven't even thought about this question. Oh, the biggest memory would probably be how I made how I took the time to make sure my grades were perfect my senior year. And the reason I say that is because now being in college, that has what I did then groomed me to the to where I am today in the classroom, and. You know, the football stuff and all those accolades are so cool to have in modern day, like having records and all that type of stuff. But the habits that I was able to create in the classroom, connecting with my teachers, being on the same page with them, letting them know when I might have something come in late or I might not get something done on time. Transferring that into college to where school is a little bit more serious and tests are more, you know, rigorous and all that type of stuff. I think that's the biggest memory that I have. 
and also just connecting with all the people at Modern Day, all the friends that I have that will last a lifetime, all the people that know my face, know my smile and all that type of stuff, that's going to last a lifetime. So those are probably two memories that stick with me from Modern Day. Well, the transition definitely, obviously, from Modern Day to BYU has been smooth. I, I still remember when we were introduced by Chelsea. Yeah, 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 I remember that day when we sat on the bench outside. Yeah, I said, I like this guy. I go, I'm going to stick <laughs> with this guy for a long time. <laughs> Thank and you. Hey, Cody, do, do, do you remember we talked about it? I said, what's your dream? What's your dream? Yes. Do you remember what you said? I can't remember exactly what I said. I can't remember what my dream was back then. Well, let's see if I ask you today, what's your dream? What's your ultimate goal? What would it be? So my ultimate goal right now is to touch a billion. I want to be a billionaire. So that's that's something that I really I really want to attain and I really want to work towards. I love it. And I always said, you just keep your mind to it and you work hard. You're one injury away, right? You're one injury away from never playing again. Get your degree. Mm-hmm. And continue. I tell people on this podcast, students, parents, it's all about networking, right? Mm-hmm. And you're doing the right thing. Let's get really into BYU because obviously um, most students I have on this podcast, they, they're they from a wide variety of schools. BYU is in Utah. It's in Provo. How is Provo? Talk to me about the town of Provo itself or do you even get to experience that are you just more on the campus but talk to me mm-hmm. about when it's not football season what are you and your boys doing so literally dude like i have a lot of friends like of course you know like you said dude, i have a lot of friends from all across the country whenever they get an opportunity to come home and leave their school they do it i don't always leave provo i stay here and stick it out in the off season because where I live in LA, it's kind of wild and crazy. And it's a lot of stuff that you have to, you know, keep your third eye on the lookout for. But out here in Provo, it's so chill. Like the people are generous. The people are nice. And typically, so this past off season, man, all I did was golf. I golfed all off season. So me and my buddies, a couple dudes on my team, literally every day we didn't have workouts or even after workouts, we would just go hit the links and, and just play. Some days we'll play 18 if we had the energy enough or some days we'll play nine. But that's typically what we do. And the people are so chill out here and so nice. Where are you going? This is great to know because now you're telling me when I go up in the summer, this summer in Park City, you're going to come up and golf with me at my places? Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> We're about to do that. Where do you golf in Provo? Tell me a place. Okay, there's a golf course actually like three minutes away. It's a golf course three minutes away from my house. It's called Tempanogos Golf Course. I think it used to be called East Bay Golf Course. But typically we just slide over there because it's like quick. We get there pretty fast. And you don't really need to go – like you don't have to like um, go online to get a tee time too, too much in advance. But if we want to play a really nice course, there's a course called Hobble Creek. It's another course called Cedar Hills. That's pretty nice. You tee off. The first hole you tee off, you're like on a slope, like you're on the top of the mountain. And then like the 12th, 13th, 14th hole, you're on another, you're on the cliff basically. So it's, it's pretty dope. So when you went to BYU your first year, second year, were you living in the dorms? So yeah, first year I was in the dorms and then second year is when I moved out into my, into my townhouse with my buddies. All right. Now are they teammates? Yes. Teammates. So it was pretty chill. Your majors, one of the, uh, they're known for it. BYU is predominantly well-known for the Marriott School of Management. Uh, you mm-hmm. went in as a uh, business major, correct? Yes. Yes. I just got accepted. I got accepted into the business school 
right the, going into this semester. So the summertime going into the semester. What's the hardest class you've taken at BYU? The hardest class has honestly been probably one of the random science classes we have to take, like environmental bio or something like that. Just because, you know, it's so much information and it's like, dude, like we're not going to, I'm not going to use any of this stuff at all. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably one of the hardest classes I've taken. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite class? So my favorite class right now is, honestly, they've been the religion classes. And they've been the religion classes because of the professors. The professors are some of the wisest guys on the planet and some of the coolest down-to-earth understanding people that I've probably ever met. It's kind of similar to at Modern Day. Like, you know, like you have science and all that type of stuff. But when you go to the religion classes, like the people connect with us. Like they really like understand life and understand we make mistakes and all that type of stuff. So the coolest class probably had had been religion. And then I'm taking a business ethics class, which is so cool because we're really diving into what's ethical in the business world and what's not. And it's a lot of stuff that you may think is cool, but it's not. And it's good to know this type of stuff. So I'm not like hit with a curveball when I'm in the business world. Well, here's a question. You said, so some of your favorite classes are religion. Obviously, BYU, Christian faith, LDS, Mormons out there. I had a lot of friends in high school that went to BYU and then went on their missions, right? And then that's why I joke around. We talk about their basketball team or their volleyball team. They're like 22, 24 years old. They're married. They have kids. And I'm like, holy, these are like grown men, grown women playing against 18-year-olds. But how's how's that for you coming from, let's face it, you came from Southern California at Los Angeles, kind of some rough neighborhoods. You're a minority in a predominantly white, let's just say it, white Provo area where it's it's predominantly that's what's made up of the campus. How is that? Yeah. How have you adjusted to that and have, and can you feel any difference? So a lot so so there are a lot of a lot of um African American people starting to come to BYU and type of stuff. And they've they've never been in a in an environment like this where they're kind of the only in their classroom and all that type of stuff. I just like modern day. I was it was different. Like you come to Orange County, I'm from inner city LA, and then I come to Orange County and it's like, whoa, like people are pulling up in Bentleys and stuff for class and stuff, and it's like, whoa, like this is different. But I don't think it really the biggest thing to me is that I'm learning. I treat everything on a learning spectrum. Like I'm learning the different ways that people think out here and the different ways that people maneuver and how people, you know, view life. That That's the biggest thing that I've been, you know, kind of looking at. Not necessarily who's different than me or what color. It's just more how can I learn from these people and what they're doing. So it's been, it's been, it's definitely been pretty cool too. And a lot of my guests on this podcast, they go to colleges where they're part of Greek life, they're fraternities and sororities, right? Uh-huh. And, and game days, right? Game days, tailgating, drinking. And I know they that's not really the, the, the faith of the LDS and the church. How is the social scene? Like, do you see, obviously it's going to be out there and people are going to do it, but have you noticed like just changes or when some of your friends come out there and say, wow, this is just a kind of different campus. Um, not a lot of partying going on or even the tailgates for a game day. Yeah. So my family's come out, but the funny thing is they love it 
and they don't even they don't even think twice about like what people are doing and what they're not doing. The biggest thing do is it's crazy. It's like out here, I feel like 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 me learning how to play golf and me learning different things about my life. Like I'm figuring out stuff how to love life and appreciate life without like that stuff is cool for whoever wants to do it. Like, you know, like if you want to go to college and do those type of things, but the things that I, that's out here, it's like pretty cool because if you come out to one of our games, you'll think like everybody was like drunk out of their mind, but everybody's like super sober screaming as loud as can be. Like they're screaming louder than any other stadium in the country and everybody's sober. So it's like a real love and it's a real care for life. You get what I'm saying? It's like super authentic. Like nobody needs external energy to bring to the table because everybody's bringing that from themselves, from within. So it's so cool, dude. It's so cool to experience. That's amazing. And now as a student athlete, have you been to one of the women's volleyball games? I think I've been to one on the recruitment visit. I think I've been to one. Cody, you got to take some of your boys out there and teammates. They're ranked like number five in the nation, number six in the nation. And you stand behind the visitors where they're serving. You're right. The fans, the energy, they're heckling. They're they're just loud and a raucous crowd uh, for BYU. It's so lit, dude. Our football games go crazy. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, you're playing with Jaron Hall, right? That, 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 That guy's a... That guy's a baller. How is it playing with him maybe compared to like a Bryce Young or a JT Daniels? Uh, it's, it's super cool. It's super cool just getting, like I said, man, it's so cool just getting a, a wide variety of personalities and how people approach life and approach the game. So what I take from Jaron is he's so mature. The dude is so like in sync with his spirituality just with his physical nature, how he's feeling, all that type of stuff. So, and then he's a baller when he hits the field. The dude's literally a, a baller when he hits the field. So from him, I take more of like a big brother, like he's like a big brother type perspective because like he's always teaching me about and talking to me just about life. It's not always about football. You know what I'm saying? Like he's focused on life and football is just, he's good at it. So that's his, that's what he does. But his personage is crazy, dude. Like, he's so down to earth and so cool. It's amazing. What have you learned from Coach? I'm going to butcher his last name. Is it Sataki? Sataki. He's the first Tongan collegiate football coach. He looks he looks like a fun dude on the sidelines. What's your biggest yes. learning experience you take away from him? Approach every day with love and learn. We approach every single day with love and learn. We love our neighbors. We love the enemy team for that game. We love everybody around us. We give care. We give love. And we learn through everything that we do. Everything is a learning curve, and we're always trying to get better to be like Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So that's the biggest thing and biggest takeaway that I got from Coach Kalani. You are definitely learning from the best. I mean, coming from a school like Modern Day and now, into, it sounds like you are just enjoying Provo, loving Utah. Yeah. Speaking of love, all right, so – if I'm in Provo, if your parents are in town, where are they taking Cody to dinner? What's your favorite place you want them to? Or if Mr. Fong's in town and I'm like, Cody, you could pick two of your teammates. Where are we going? Let me think. There's a place. Okay. There's a place on, I think it's Center Street or University. I think it's University. It's called Teppanyaki. 
it's kind of like a Benihana, you know, like the, uh, okay. what do you call it? What do you call it? How they cut hibachi. it up in front of you? and all that Hibachi. Yes. Hibachi. Hibachi. Yes. Hibachi. I was thinking of the word. It's, it's so good. Like it's so fire, dude. Like they get you sushi, chicken, salmon, anything you want. And it's, it's whipped up right in front of you. And it's like the seasoning that they use is crazy. So that's one place. Another place that I love to go to is called Shoga. It's another, I love sushi. So it's another sushi spot, like literally like five minutes down the street. And it's like when you walk in, it's kind of, the lights are kind of dimmed. So like, it's kind of secluded too, because they only have like eight booths for people to like eat at. So when you walk in, it's like chill, super quiet. Same thing. Like, I think they make it fresh. Like whatever you order, they make it fresh and bring it to you. So. I love it. Those are my two favorite spots at Provo. You wake up. A morning like today, you wake up, where are you grabbing breakfast? So, yeah, we just picked up, me and my friends just picked up some Einstein bros. I got the I got two Texas brisket uh, bagels. Pretty Brisket gas. bagels, eh? Yeah, pretty gas. All right, if you don't have curfew going on, late night munchies, where's Cody getting some food late night munchies? McDonald's. McDonald's <laughs> by far. Like me and my friend were joking, me and my tutor, actually, my tutor for one of my classes, we were just joking the other day, like McDonald's, if I eat McDonald's during the day, it makes my stomach hurt. Like I can't do it. But as soon as like 11 o'clock hits and I haven't eaten or I'm still hungry, like it's just like whatever I'm eating, I'm eating. So like I'll go to McDonald's, get like a Big Mac, a 10 piece chicken nugget, Oreo McFlurry, like get all that stuff and grub on it. It's so good. Where's your favorite place to hang out on campus when you're not in the weight room and you're not in the coach's office? Typically, I honestly don't even hang out on campus because like the way that kind of BYU works is when you're an athlete, you're typically always busy with your sport and class. Like you don't really have time to just like sit around somewhere. So it's it's probably nowhere that I really chill in class. I mean, our Tanner building, so our business building I guess I like to sit in there between classes. Like if I have a class in thirty with thirty minutes of each other, that's pretty. That building is pretty sick. Like I want you to come see it too because it has all the um all the country flags that BYU has done business with. It has okay. it like them wrapped all around the building and it like goes up levels. Like it's pretty sick. So I've never been on BYU's campus. You know, Mr. Fong always goes on campuses. When I come pick you up to do hibachi and golf, you're going to give me a tour of the BYU yes. facility? Campus. Yeah, you'll get a five-star tour. Yes, you will. <laughs> oh, I look forward to that. My question is, we, talk, we always talk about networking. And I'm going to put you on the spot here. If I said, Cody, who's the athletic director of BYU? Tom Homo. Have you met him in person? Yeah, all day. That dude is Tom Homo is in sync. Like I have his phone number. Every time I see him, we chop it up. Like he's not distant. He's super involved in what we got going on. You always know. I told you network. I, every student athlete I have on this podcast, I ask him who the AD is. If I had to do it all over again, I would have networked more with my athletic director because I was wondering why. Mm -hmm. Like they're always walking around in suits and they're checking out yeah. what's going on. If he knows who Cody Epps is, that's a good thing. Okay, I'll take it one step further. Who's the president of BYU? President Worthen. I literally just gave a talk with him at his fireside the other day. Same thing. Me and President Worthen chop it up every time I see him. Like it's like that's my guy. Like it's no, it's not like a 
of course, I, I have the utmost respect for him. I show him reverence whenever he's around, just respect on a yes. on an ultimate level. But when I see him, we dap it up. We talk. He lets me know how I'm doing. He asks me what's going on. Even the vice president, Keith Vorking, he's had me in for lunch. I talk to him all the time. These are these are dudes that are heavily involved. Like, they're not distant yes. at all. They're heavily involved. I like how they're engaged. It sounds like BYU is very engaged. If you can give any advice to a high school student, maybe even a high school student athlete that plays football during the recruiting process or the transition from high school to college, what would it be? Two things. The number one thing is do not make a decision based off of how you feel everybody else will take what you're, what you're doing. That's number one. And that's, and that's not saying, that's not saying, Oh, I'm going to be stubborn and pick this school because everybody's telling me to pick another school. No, what I'm saying is, Go through all the steps that you need to figure out all the things that's going on with that university that you really are tending to and that's tending to you. Get different perspectives. Talk to a normal student on campus. Don't just talk to an athlete. Talk to the person that picks up track, like the janitor. Talk to somebody that is working at the off the front desk at, let's just say, um, any any you know you know they have little offices on campus that aren't necessarily yep. the representatives of the campus just talk to different people on campus and get those different perspectives and the second thing i would say is go in having fun go in with the mindset that this is this is a great time of my life i'm going to school i'm going to be playing sports go have fun don't make mistakes and don't don't get jacked up and caught up in the all the bad stuff that goes on with college life when i say fun i'm saying like appreciate every moment that you have going to school and, and being with friends and all that type of stuff. If you had to do it all over again, would you do anything different? And if so, what would it be even positive? Okay. If I could do it all over again, I would have prepared a little bit harder going into my freshman college season as a football player. When COVID hit my trainers, like couldn't really like work out with this as much because you know, all the regulations in California so if I could go back all over again, I would I would I would do things a little bit differently on how I trained and prepared. And one of my last questions, and obviously maybe your dad was a great influential to you on the whole recruiting process. What advice would you give parents? Parents that are listening, either for their kids, either being student athletes, what advice would you give parents in regards to how to just be involved with their student during the process? I would say don't be don't be afraid to be heavily involved. The kid is going to say, back off, mom, back off, dad. You're embarrassing me. Like, back up. I got this. No, be heavily involved. We don't know what we're doing at all. We have a little bit of, of understanding just because we play sports. We go to school. We know what we like and all that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, our parents know us best. You guys know us to the core. You know us in and out since we were born. So don't be thrown off by your kid, like wanting you not to be as involved. I would say as a parent, be as involved as you want to be. BYU beats Notre Dame if? <laughs> if either team comes out victorious, but if we take care of business, I think we have a really good shot at winning. If I'm the other opponent, the scouting report on Cody Epps is what? Uh, How do I stop Cody? <laughs> I can't, I can't say that one because, I don't know, just try your best. I don't know. <laughs> well, 
Cody, it's been great having you on the Student Manager Podcast. I look forward to watching your game throughout the season. But more importantly, now that I know something, I just learned something new, I have a golf partner when I yes. come out to Utah. Normally, I'm calling, I'm taking my son, I'm calling neighbors, I'm calling anybody who wants to golf. Go look up Red Ledges in Victory Ranch, okay? I'm going to tease okay. it there. Red Ledges in Victory Ranch. And you hit me up and you tell me what you think of those golf courses. Deal? Okay, I will. Deal. So for the student manager, it's Fonger News, Cody Epps, class of 20 at Modern Day, currently wide receiver for BYU. It's been great having you on the podcast. Fonger News, out. <laughs>